Hello and welcome to Hot Takes, the Hot Wire podcast. I am Sarah Cowhorn. I'm your host for today and I am also the vice president of our industrial technology practice. Um, as a global tech communications consultancy, we get to hear all the time these hot takes from industry leaders and innovators on current trends, on how they're managing to stay ahead of the curve and innovate even through pandemic madness. Um, and we started this podcast to try to share some of those hot takes with you, our, our dear listeners out there, um, to share some of that insight on how you can stay connected to your customers and the market at large. So joining me today is Anne Von Drack, who manages strategic partnerships at Clarity. Clarity is a company that is focused on protecting industrial control networks from cyber attacks. So lots of juicy stuff in there. Um, but we're going to really focus on partnerships. Um, Every single company I work with, every company I read about is always talking up their partner ecosystem. Anne has spent her career um, managing partnerships and dealing with partnerships across sales, market development, and actually running those partner programs. So we're gonna dig into why companies partner, how they do it well, where they screw it up, um, and how to best communicate about those partnerships and, and build really strong ones. But first, let's understand how Anne became the authority figure that she is on this topic. So Anne, welcome. Great. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me today. Yes. Tell us how you, what, what about your experience sort of drew you to where you are in your career at Clarity today? Um, and then also, I, I do know you talk, told me earlier that you started right at the beginning of the pandemic. So don't forget to tell us how you virtually onboarded, because I feel like that's such an interesting thing to dig, dig oh, into. Oh, sure. Great. Um, yeah, so a little bit about my background. I spent the majority of my career at Rockwell Automation in various roles, both in sales, marketing, and business management. And the last of those roles was managing the partner network program for Rockwell. So um, when I found this position with Clarity, it was a natural fit to come over and start managing the relationship between Rockwell Automation and Clarity. Um, the, the one challenge in that uh, move was that I made the move in April, which uh, was right at the, the start of our global pandemic. So that has presented some challenges in getting to know both my colleagues and in working with my partners. But um, at the same time, we've learned how to use some innovative ways to, to get to know each other. Um, the fit at Clarity, you know, when I was at Rockwell, I had the, the ability to, to get to know Clarity as they were starting up. And I was really impressed by their ability to, to capture relationships with the big automation leaders, such as Rockwell Automation and Siemens and Schneider, to have them all supporting Clarity. Um, caught my eye that there must be something very special going on within the Clarity organization. Um, so with that, I, I have started up here and a lot of Zoom meetings like we're doing today, but um, it's, it's been very good so far in the first six months. Yeah, um, and you guys got a new CEO not long after that as well, correct? Um, to expand sort of some of the industry you focus in beyond you know, some of the manufacturing and, and infrastructure control to sort of transportation, food and beverage verticals and beyond. Um, did, did that change your role um, in terms of strategic partnerships at all and, and how you see it? Um, no, not at this time. Uh, okay. Yannine Vardy is our new CEO and uh, he's been a, a great leader establishing himself by uh, really diving into finding out what our customers value about us and what our partners value about us. He is truly dedicated to, to maintaining us as a 
strong partner company and believes that that's how we're going to hit the majority of our growth, how we'll hit our growth goals. So when you came on, the company had already built all these strong partnerships. Um, what did you see your role for like building on that success and expanding on that success? What, what did you see you needed to do to drive further the partnership, the partner ecosystem for, for Clarity? Sure. So with my time at Rockwell Automation, I, I learned very clearly that one company cannot do it all. And having those key relationships um, definitely enhances the ability that you have as an organization to, to meet your goals. And that's a, a bi-directional relationship. So um, the smaller companies can benefit from the large companies organization, as well as uh, the large companies benefit from our niche expertise. Um, we also have, have found a lot of success in, in starting to focus on industries. So especially with the pandemic going on, we're finding a lot of success in those regulated industries with water, uh, energy, life sciences, um, food and beverage are all still heavily investing and in finding that OT security is forefront for them in this time. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's certainly been in the news more than ever that those threats are growing and growing. Um, so I'm glad to hear that there's people on it. All right, so you talked about some good points about what, what drives partnerships, but let's really get, boil that down to, to the, almost the definition level and, and talk about those reasons for partnering um, because it is, it's so much work to partner, like you said, to build these bi-directional partnerships and, and relationships. So the reasons behind it gotta be really compelling for companies to get involved in the first place. Right, so um, one of those primary reasons is market access. So especially as a startup, um, getting market access and having that amplification of our capabilities, because we're, we're small compared to some of the big players that we partner with. Um, they, they enable us um, to, to grow at a rate that we would not be able to do on our own. There's also that regional play. So different partners have better market access in certain regions of the globe than others. And so understanding those strengths and, and, and leveraging them is also key for us. And then um, making sure that, that we also enable ourselves through our technology partners. Um, they can augment our capabilities by filling in any gaps that we have in our portfolio and, and bring more to our mutual customers um, by broadening our capabilities. Um, we do that in a number of areas, uh, such as network infrastructure. We team with many companies such as Fortinet, Cisco, Checkpoint, Palo Alto. I mean, the list goes on. And, and what that does is it gives our customers the ability to leverage investments that they've already met made, keep those in place, and then add on clarity as their OT security. So um, we found that that's very key for us as well, is um, looking at it more from the customer's vantage point than, than just looking at it in a silo from our own perspective. Um, then there's an additional area of partnerships that is, is beneficial for us, and that is OEMs. So that's when they take our product and incorporate it into their offerings and portfolios. And, and that has been very um, helpful for us too. And that, that one we're just getting started on. There's, the, there's a lot of more opportunity in that area. I mean, that is interesting. That's like, a, you know, essentially that's a customer um, as well. Um, 
And then when you talk about that, you know, having come from the industrial manufacturing and processing space, that idea of rip and replace um, is now huge for the companies that have made these massive IT and cybersecurity investments already. Um, the idea of relearning or redeploying um, those, those offerings for, to get an upgrade, to get a better OT solution would be really painful. So now I, I still always come back to this because making sales, making a great product, making your customers happy is so hard to do, period. And then you add in the complexity of a partner. And I don't know, anyone who's been married, anyone who has work partners, like it's, that sounds very stressful. <laughs> so like what do companies need to know getting into this as they build out their partner? Like what do they need to say, this is what it's really going to take to make this successful, um, and is that sort of part of what you've been doing with Clarity is being like, this is the investment we really have to make? Right. Oh, that's, you said a lot right there. So <laughs> um, I think it's really important to, to have a, an established framework for, for what your goal is for your partner program. Um, and, and there's key pillars within that that are key for its success. So I'd, I'd say the first one is, is founding, and that would be true for your personal relationships as well as your business <laughs> partnerships, is, is transparency, I'd say, is, is the starting um, piece of success, that you have to have that transparency and trust um, and the ground rules set for your relationship so that, that you have those guide rails in place to, to keep you from going uh, to a point where it's, it's not... A beneficial partnership for the two organizations. Uh, one way of helping keep that on track is having a point person from each organization that manage that relationship. So that is the go-to person. Everyone within the organization knows that's the go-to person, and and those in the other um, partner organization know who to go to. So that that keeps the the truth table set. Um, I think that's a good starting point for anybody. Um, the other challenge that we have is, is the fact that we're in a very dynamic environment in software, especially in OT cybersecurity. So um, when you look at the, the channel to market, it, it, it is evolving constantly. And it, the way that we partner is usually by each deal. So mm -hmm. that can be very um, uncomfortable for people who are are used to more of a distributor relationship than, than a deal reg relationship. So making sure that you explain the guide the, and give guidance on how to work within that environment is, is key for software companies, um, especially when you're working with traditionally hardware organizations yeah. that are evolving into software companies. Um, and then there's also that regional play too that changes based on cultures and dynamics and, uh, and the strength of, of both the growing organizations such as Clarity evolving into some of those far reaching places such as Asia Pacific, that's going to be different than it would be in a place where we have a more established market such as Europe or North America. So who does do it good? Who's good at this? Oh, I, I mean, well, I came from one of the best, I believe, at partnering. Uh, so, so Rockwell is great at setting the, the standard for how to partner. And, and they do a really good job of, of getting their, force, their, their sales teams um, rolling with new technologies. And because that's the other part of it is the competency piece and sales yeah. enablement. Um, there's other, if you look at 
really large organizations. I would have to say that um, Cisco and Microsoft have been noted in the in industry as being really good at partnering. Because of that sales enablement piece that they're really right, good at. Right, sales education. enablement and, and their ability to, what they give back to their partners yeah. can be, can be it's very sticky. So those are great examples of who does this very well, but let's get to the juicy part. Who doesn't do it well? Who screws up? How do people screw up? What are the biggest challenges that, that people have the biggest issues overcoming? You don't have to name names in this portion, um, but just want to understand you know, the other side of that. What's, what's really hard about partnering? You know, as I think about this, I have to say, I think that mergers and acquisitions can be the biggest challenge for a partnership. And, and at the same time, it, it depends on the view of it because it may uh, bring more opportunities than it, than it does challenges. An, an example of that is uh, last year, Rockwell purchased Avnet, which is an Israeli-based co company uh, focused on uh, cybersecurity services. And that could have been a conflict for for clarity but it, what we've found is there's a lot of synergy that we've we've driven between our organizations and we're collaborating quite a bit both from a sales enablement standpoint and then to how we deliver our our mutual products to our customers in addition to that just i believe it was last week or two weeks ago rockwell announced that they had acquired oilo which again you know the first instinct is to go oh my god what does this do <laughs> they're buying a cybersecurity company and oilo is one of clarity's partners out of spain and so from that standpoint what it's going to do i believe is end up being another area where we can find additional synergy and it's going to and augment our service capabilities when Rockwell is selling Clarity, and then we have either Oilo and Avnet can collaborate to, to bring the customers uh, a really well-designed system. That's a really good point that it, it is truly the partner ecosystem. It's not just the singular partnership where someone new coming in is, is a, just a disruptive force, um, but that this is a multilateral situation where everyone can be stronger and, and the, the customer can benefit in the end. Um, that's a really good point because you're able to provide, you know, something more intricate into that. Specific right. So a number of our, our partners, whether it's Schneider, Siemens, Rockwell, they also partner with companies that, that may be competitive to Clarity. Mm -hmm. So that, that keeps the competitive balance going where we have to stay on our game. Yeah. And, um, and the fact that we have an, a fantastic research um, department is, keeps us really leading the forefront here. That, that co-opetition piece is very interesting when you wrap it into the partner ecosystem framework because I, it, it creates um, reasons for wanting to be a better partner. It's that market effect within the ecosystem itself. That's super interesting. Right. Having that ease of doing business, yeah. the that partners well with you, that you trust, that has that transparency. It just, it all adds up. It's very multifaceted. So you went from you know, traditional industrial companies, a lot of them hardware focused or in the, in the process of digitally transforming themselves into being something beyond that. Um, and now you're at this fully SaaS platform startup world. Um, what do you feel like, what learnings have you brought into the company or, you know, even the, the startup ecosystem that you feel like had been missing? Um, and, and what do you feel like um, industrial or legacy companies can sort of learn from those that are, you know, in the SaaS and startup world. 
Yeah, so um, seeing each other as complementary to one another rather than in conflict is very key. Um, the startups tend to bring the innovation and that cutting edge technology. I mean, let's face it, the, the companies I've mentioned that have invested in us are, are big ships and it, it takes a long time to turn them and to change things. But by partnering with startups, they get that, that innovation and that nimble capability that you get from the smaller companies. Um, they, they have the infrastructure and, and processes in place to help smooth out the bumps that happen when you're working with a startup. Um, so I think they're very, they complement each other that way. And, and that even happens with the people that work, we work with, the individuals within those large organizations enjoy the fact that they're working with a startup and the energy that they get from, from our employees. So let's talk about how the pandemic and, and remote work have sort of changed, not just the fact that you had to onboard virtually and you you're met your team primarily and collaborate primarily through Zooms like this, but how has it changed how you manage sort of the partner program itself and how you, how you make those partnerships continue to grow when you can't have events and you can't be on show floors together or in the room selling together? How, does, how has that changed? Yeah, so um, it a lot of it is relying on the marketing teams within mm. our company, and we've we've gone through a lot of work. They're they're working super hard at this between webinars, um, digital reaches. Uh, that whole pipeline has to be um, funneled all from digital. So working remote is a challenge for everyone, and um, I think we're all adapting very well to it. Uh, part of that is the work of our marketing organizations to really leverage their digital capabilities, um, using Zoom, using webinars, using our social media. Uh, we're all very active on all those fronts. And I would say that from the customer standpoint and those engagements, I've found one thing that's key for those customer meetings is turning on the camera. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really easy to, to, to think, all right, I'm just going to keep the t-shirt and shorts on again today, um, put the hair in the ponytail or hat on for the guys, whatever. But um, it really increases the intimacy of your conversation by having the camera on. So that, that I find is one key that we can all embrace. The, the other piece is staying active and, and relevant on, on social media. So LinkedIn, I, I'm, I don't tend to enjoy just staying on LinkedIn too often, but I do find it's really helpful for making sure you're reaching out to, to your connections and your people to keep them engaged with what's going on and what's important, especially relative to, to my area now, which is cybersecurity. Um, so aside from that, establishing the relationships can be a, a real challenge. I'm fortunate that I'm working with a, a company as my partner now that, that I know a number of the contacts you know, there's a fair number that are new contacts for me, but having that relationship established with some of the people has been helpful. Where it becomes more of a challenge is for those um, folks who are in completely new sales territories yeah. that started during the pandemic. That that can be an even bigger challenge, um, but but they seem to be working at it and using all the tools that we're presenting to them. Yeah, and it's, I think the digital channels like LinkedIn and making sure that you're finding those spaces to connect. And like you said, like it really does elevate the marketing and comms that are being built into that. So what you're sharing is compelling and interesting because you can't just bump into each other at an event and, and start the conversation naturally. Right, you to... and you know, the virtual events are lend itself to a whole different 
spin of all of this because as I'm preparing for Automation Fair in November, um, that we typically use that as, as a way to reach out to our existing customers and to reach to new customers. Yeah. But it's, it's really hard to get your existing customers to want to come talk to you again at a virtual event. <laughs> and, and then how do you fill up your, your meetings time with all new customers? So I think that's gonna be a challenge for everybody as we work through these virtual events in the coming months. Yeah, and I will say we had one large client that had their own user event in March and all they could do it was the last week of March. All they could do was just switch everything from what had been intended for, for in person over to virtual. Um, it did not go great, but even in the short time frame of March till now, we have seen massive advance. So it's not just like also in the software that's supporting some of these virtual systems to make them feel more engaging and have more places to break out or schedule easily or sort of have speed dating options. But it is, it, I think that is changing dramatically hopefully for the better. I don't, I mean, you know, I don't think you can ever replace like actual FaceTime for some situations, but we are seeing dramatic changes on that virtual event space. And I think that is really important for this conversation. Right. Um, Absolutely. Okay. I feel like you, you dug into sort of the, the increasing importance in this virtual world of, of, of getting that marketing comms challenge um, addressed for, for potential partners. And then the, the end user of, of both those, of that partnership, the customer themselves. So um, you also brought up the importance uh, of, of being validated by some of these giants in your, in your space um, by having, you know, the Rockwell, the Siemens, the Schneider all on your side so early on. Give me some examples of some times that you've seen like a customer rethink the, the company or the offering because of a partnership or how that was, how it was um, shared with them. I'd say from this, there's two different views of this. So there's mm -hmm. um, the, from the customer's view, uh, I think they like to see that you're pro you've proven yourself and you're well-established in your capabilities, which again is a challenge for a startup. Uh, but we have had a number of su successes and we've been noted yeah. uh, with a number of, of awards for our, um, our innovative. Uh, well, Clarity has had like such an impressive such an impressive team from the beginning too. I mean, everyone came from these really impressive backgrounds as well. So, right. And then, so from that standpoint, I, I fall back to those who have invested in us and are, who are our partners, mm -hmm. the fact that they have such great reputations, uh, breed confidence in, in those that we are trying to sell to because they've been working with those companies for decades. So if, if, Rockwell, Siemens, Schneider, etc. If they've been um, keeping those factories running for the last 50 years, they would trust them to also yeah. be able to figure out how to keep them running when they're adding the capability of OT security and that IT and OT convergence is a little bit less scary to them from that standpoint. And also, you know, those, in, you know, like you said, the there's two sides of this. You guys have such a strong reputation and are doing something super innovative, which some of those companies also need to be brought along into. So absolutely goes both ways. Thank you, Anne, so much for joining us today. Um, and thanks to all of you who are listening. Um, if you want more information about Clarity and how the company has created this amazing partner ecosystem with all of the giants of industrial infrastructure to better bridge that OT-IT divide, 
um, check out their website, check out their vision partner program, follow Anne on LinkedIn. Um, if you have any more questions about how industrial companies can and should communicate their innovations and their innovative partnerships, um, then please visit hotwareglobal.com. Um, we will have new episodes soon with other industry leaders. So please sign up for hot takes wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks.